0: From the heart of the Forest City, focusing on the biggest stories in London, this is the Craig Needles Podcast. Now here's your host, Craig Needles.
1: It is the Craig Needles Podcast here at Classic Rock981.com, LondonNewsToday.ca, and of course you can find us wherever it is you get your podcasts and we, here on a rainy Tuesday in the downtown core, are excited to uh, welcome Barb Malley to the studio to have a chat with us. Barb, of course, is with downtown London. She's uh, the head of what's going on over there. And, and, and Barb, you and I never met before today in person, so lovely to chat with you and lovely that you're here with us oh, today. Glad that you could be here. fantastic
0: to be here with you too, Craig. Thanks. Uh,
1: so let's talk first about just the the big 10,000-foot view of downtown London because there are a lot of people that live in this city that say, hey, I don't go downtown or, hey, I only go downtown if something good is going on at Budweiser Gardens or whatever it happens to be. They don't want to come to the core. That's a perception that has to be combated by well, folks at the business association, folks who live downtown like myself. What do we do about that? Because that's obviously one of the big things that's on folks' minds mm-hmm. when we talk about the core in the community.
0: So certainly I think that's some of the perception, and some of it is, is reality, but also some of it is perception. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I, I and we're not alone. We're, you know, our downtown is not any different than, you know, Kitchener's downtown, Hamilton's downtown, you know, even across the country. We're all facing this, and it's, it's kind of a culmination of... Um, you know a number of factors coming together, and you know whether it be with the housing crisis and housing prices, whether it be with the opioid addictions, um, whether it be with you know vacant buildings mm-hmm. and uh, basically you know offices not completely um, you know filling filling their office spaces any anymore um, as their workers go to hybrid and work from home. So I think it's all of these factors coming together. And this is about how do we reinvent ourselves as to how we move forward?
1: I want to talk about all those things with you, especially the the office spacing, because I know there's some some conversation about that going on right now. But yeah, how do we reinvent ourselves is definitely part of it. And I think that a lot of it is going to be more residential. And hey, we see cranes in the sky right now. That's good. But isn't more residential sort of the, uh, at least one of the big conversations that needs to be had here?
0: Yeah, certainly that is part of it. Um, but I, I also, it needs to be balanced, right? Mm-hmm. Because when these residents come, we have to have the amenities. Well, yeah, things people want to The stores, you know, the stores, you mm-hmm. know that, that they're going to need in order to have a a good quality of life downtown. Otherwise, we're going to see them, you know, leaving the downtown during the day to go to their jobs, go get their groceries, you know, go do all the things, um, you know, that they need to do. So I think this is a real opportunity for us um, to really capture what is going to be happening moving forward and how can downtown capitalize on that. So um, certainly, yes, it's great seeing cranes in the sky, seeing lots of residential development. Um, But at the same time, I'm I'm also cautioning um, city council uh, around the fact that we can't forget about businesses and ensuring that we have the right business mix for all these residents and having a variety. like you know it has to be a multitude of choices when it comes to residential development and making sure that we're being intentional around what types of businesses we want and that really does focus or require us to focus on economic development and um, being more proactive around business recruitment and uh, you know based on the strategy that we're we're going to develop from here Um, and And as a BIA, certainly the the piece of economic development that we take on are um, the business retention and expansion of our current members. And, you know, we do that in a number of ways by, you know, putting on events, you know, doing uh, marketing and promotions, helping facilitate our own members to do their own events and their own promotions, um, and just... Going above and beyond what the city is responsible for, as it relates to cleanliness, maintenance, um, and just keeping our, our streets um, vibrant and lo- lots of fun things like that. But, mm-hmm. but again, this is all part of our role in helping to retain businesses and help them expand our current members the other piece of economic development is going out and recruiting new businesses Mm -hmm. Um, what kind
1: of businesses do we want you mentioned types of businesses we want what types of businesses are those
0: i think that's a really good question Mm. and this is where i think we have to look at our assets that are currently here in downtown you know when i think about this whole city of music uh the unesco city of music how can we build on that uh, you know, from both an economic, cultural uh, lens and a social lens, um, i we do not even have a music store downtown, you know Correct. so so those are things where I think there's a whole lot of opportunity for downtown to build on some of those themes um, and and as well, you know, what are the sectors that we might want to go after? We've got a great university, uh, great college. You know, How can we build on the talent that's coming out of that? And, and how can these colleges and universities work with uh, businesses to develop the right talent? Um, we have a very transient population in downtown. Um, I know th- the latest census data within our boundaries is approximately 9,000 people. Um, however they they don't stay in downtown for for very long on average you know 2 3 maybe 4 years and then they're they're off you know maybe starting a family bu- yep. trying to buy a house um you know maybe you know they they've had to move due to a career but um you know so I, this is where i think we really have an opportunity to create the type of housing that You know young professionals mid-professionals and senior professionals need um, and be very targeted around what we want uh, and what we need downtown that matches with you know the economic development opportunities and that's what i say it like a complete community focuses on culture social environment and economic and those all have to be in balance and i think uh, with downtown right now we have some work to do and making sure all of those facets are um balanced so
1: yeah yeah i uh i I think that we do have a lot of work to do and and there's a bunch of different things that are that are competing here that are part of the conversation of course uh there's the empty storefronts which of course if you're recruiting new businesses that means that you're filling the empty storefronts but do businesses want to be in a situation where look there's some negative stuff that we, we talk about the empty storefronts along dundas as an example there's some negative stuff that goes on along or around there now that's not something that a business association can necessarily do something about on their own but there's also the advocacy that goes into that so when we're talking about hey you know we've got some negative things that happened from broken windows to whatever else in the core what do we do about that from a business association perspective in your mind
0: yeah and certainly i think what we're trying to do is you know Stop the bleeding, so to speak. Right. Um, I know we're working with the city on you know various security grants. We also offer some security grants, um, but but again, we now have to move forward. It has to be you know beyond these kind of uh, reactionary actions that we take. Um, and so yeah, it is about how do we how do we build a, a better downtown for the future. And um, with that, I, I, I'm really pleased to to see that. Uh, we've been invited to the table for the health and homeless um, initiative and um, both old East village and ourselves. And and we've invited a number of businesses and uh, business agencies and economic development agencies to the table to um, make sure that we also have a business lens um, and, and how business can contribute, you know, to finding solutions as well, as well as developers, you know, our, our land and building developers. So, Again, this, this has to be an all-hands-on-deck approach um, because I think when one sector congregates and, and you know develops a whole lot of grandiose ideas as to how it might solve their problem, sometimes it, if, if another sector is not involved, it creates more problems for another sector. And I think mm-hmm. that's where we finally have come to the realization that we all have to work together on this and find the right solutions for all of us you know, one sector does not trump another sector when it comes to this. We we all have to be in agreement. And I think, you know, from that, there's been a lot of learning from one another. Um, you know, certainly I've learned a lot from the various housing and social agencies around what they're dealing with and, and tackling day in and day out. And uh, I believe as well, you know, from from a business perspective, we've been able to kind of voice, you know, what, what businesses are dealing with. And, you know, the fact that, In a sense, they are frontline workers, too, but they do not have the skill set, the knowledge base. And the desire to be frontline workers. (laughs) They don't have that either. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So anyway, so and again, I don't want to take away from all the great work that, you know, um, our various agencies do with these individuals. But um, I think it has to be recognized that quite often our, our merchants are the first one. That, you know, as they open up their storefront, um, you know, if, if they're faced with someone sleeping in, in their foyer or, or vestibule, they have they don't know how to always deal with it. Right. And so I think it's good that we're kind of coming to an approach where um, it's no wrong door, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's it's a central point of contact. I, I know we're still developing that. We still have some work to do. But I think that's really what our businesses want, just tell me who I need to contact to get the help and support for these individuals who need it so desperately because I don't know how to do this I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and um, I think from that perspective I, I think, yeah. I think we're moving in the right direction.
1: And, and I want to be clear on something, because I know that sometimes people, when they hear a conversation like this and they say, oh, these business owners, are they're, they're, they're being mean to people who are unhoused or whatever it happens to be. And, and honestly, it's not that. I, I really don't believe it's that. Uh, business owners, of course, have every right to be frustrated when windows get broken or whatever it happens to be. But also, if it's even if it's someone sleeping in the vestibule or perhaps uh, defecating or whatever it happens to be, um, that's a health and safety issue that you know i'm sure that if i owned a business i wouldn't want my staff members to be dealing with or i wouldn't want to be dealing with myself we talk about fires started in 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 dumpsters in and around downtown businesses we've seen stories about that before like that's that's a health and safety issue too fires are dangerous like it's it's not just a matter of oh this is inconvenient for me there's there is an Mm -hmm. element of bad things can happen here and that has to be considered
0: yeah no doubt and you know what our our businesses are very compassionate I know a number of them you know do um, donate their time um, and money to various causes um, because this is their community too and, and and they're proud of their community and and they want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And um, so I hope that's recognized, yep. that our businesses are truly trying to, to contribute and do their part. But I, I do think, you know, we have to get off of this um, treadmill where, you know, we're we're constantly looking at ban- Band-Aid fixes and being reactionary. We really do now need to focus on what is our strategy and moving forward. Um, and I, I know I've had lots of conversations with city staff and counselors about the fact that, um, what is our vision for downtown? Yeah. What is it that we want to be? Th-
1: what do you think downtown should want to be?
0: Well, again, I think we need to look at, you know, what are all the great things going for the city and downtown? What, what are those assets? Um, you know, I, for one, and I know this is been, uh, going to council and at committees and so forth, is uh, Bud Gardens and the expansion of Bud Gardens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's a huge return on investment. Uh, so you are in favor? Uh, most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. And you know, it is it is a city owned asset. I mean, it makes tremendous revenues, despite COVID, uh, during COVID times. But um, you know, it's over twenty years old. You know, and let's start looking at those assets that we can build on, rather than trying to recreate you know, something new, right? Another Dundas Place or, you know, let's, th- those uh, assets that we currently have, like Dundas Place, how can we make them more vibrant? Well, how can we do more programming? How can we build on some of those themes and, um, you know, attracting residents and all, all, all of those aspects related to creating a strategy for downtown?
1: I'll tell you right now, Dundas Place, uh, I think is lovely and I'm glad that we have that mm-hmm. there. Uh, very good thing. Uh, it, it wouldn't look nearly the way it does if there wasn't such a successful arena right on Dundas there. It just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not saying that that Budweiser Gardens will stop being successful if, if this money isn't put in. And I, I want to see a little more work on ex- exactly what we're going to get that we mm-hmm. wouldn't have otherwise gotten. That's fine. But... Um, keeping Budweiser Gardens to be one of the most successful arenas of its size in the country—it's it, not. I don't think it's an optional thing. I think it's something that you have to do.
0: Yeah, in order to maintain competitiveness, um, you know, I don't know how many more opportunities we'll have to have a Briar Canadian Country Music Awards, or Junos. Yep. You know, if, if you know we aren't focused on, you know, how how do we reinvest and and um, you know make those great places downtown, even better. And uh, I think this is, you know, such a huge opportunity for, for the city. Um, like you said, devil's in the detail, but, um, you know, I I, I think it's, do mm-hmm. and 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 we do need to move forward on that. So it's things like that, like yep. how do we build on those current assets? Like I said, like we have a the Fanshawe market. College, the market, yep. uh, Fanshawe College camp- campus, and you know th- their culinary and hospitality. What's the status uh,
1: on Western coming downtown?
0: That's a good still question. Up yeah, in the air. It's still uh, still we don't have any sort of firm um, dates and timelines as to when you know they will be. Uh, moving in but uh, you know we do our regular check-ins with them and um, but no we don't have any firm commitments there. But you know again you know back to uh, you know Fanshawe College as well um, you know we've got digital media, digital arts um, campus there. Um, So is there something there where we can start attracting more you know digital media companies? You know we've got a film office at LEDC lots of opportunities that are coming to london in the film industry so you know is there something complementary there that you know we can we can attract in the downtown related to film um and not only that you know how how do we attract those those workers uh to live work learn and play downtown like all of these facets need to come together um you know in order for us to, to have a a cohesive downtown that is running on all engines all cylinders and um, yeah and 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 being a, a good place to live high quality of life good mm-hmm. place to work and just overall you know seeing residents coming here for being in the neighborhood of being in downtown and and knowing there's lots of amenities here for them
1: yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure so uh let's talk about you know not necessarily just amenities but as far as how we're using the space downtown and there's a lot of office space that is empty in the core right now which again not a london specific problem more and more companies are reducing the size of their office space their footprint mm-hmm. because during the pandemic they realize hey wait maybe we don't have to have everyone here all the time so what do we do about that because i don't think we can just fill all that space with nothing but commercial offices because there just isn't going to be enough for a very long time in order to satisfy the amount of space we've got. So what do we do in your estimation?
0: Yeah, and 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 certainly, yes, that is for downtown in particular, especially, you know, since we are more or less a corporate headquarters and um, location for lot, large offices. Um, and sure, there may be some merit in transitioning some of these um, buildings where it makes sense to to housing. But again, I I wouldn't completely put all of our eggs in that basket. It needs to be a balance um, of making sure we still have, you know, good jobs. I do know I'm talking with a number of our our corporate members, you know, they're they're trying to identify ways in which to entice um, and bring their office workers back because they're noticing, you know, a cultural change, you know, where we have you know a, a group of workers that come in on a daily basis because you know they're frontline or their customer service or you know what have you administrative and they need to be there but then we also have another group of workers that are you know maybe coming in one or two times a week and um, you know some who are just completely working remotely so certainly in talking with with some of um, these corporate offices they are looking for carrots, so to speak, in order to entice uh, some of their office workers to come back downtown. Um, and right now, I mean, with the conditions of construction and, you know, parking and and all of those issues, it's it's been challenging to attract them to come back into the office. So, you know, some of the things I've been hearing is, you know, some, some of these spaces that offices have, they're converting it maybe to, they're looking to convert it into a gym, um, into a community space. Um, Some have even talked about daycares, you know, knowing that, hey, if they had an on-site daycare, maybe that would make things easier for that uh, work-life balance. Um, Some I've even heard, um, you know, hiring a caterer and, you know, if there's a cafeteria or lunch area that they have that's not being fully utilized now because they don't have all the workers back, um, you know, how can they maybe have workers come, order their evening supper, dinner uh, through this caterer. This caterer makes it during the day and then they come back and, you know, they have their, their, their evening dinner all ready for them. So there's a lot of creative ideas that are being explored out there as to how to attract office workers. It's still yet to be seen as to you know will we ever get them all completely back but i think you know if you build a downtown where you it's walkable where you can live here where you can eat and dine downtown where you can of course walk to work um you know hang out at a a community space um get your groceries here um i think that's the balance that we need for downtown and and that will um, in turn, I think, help with some of our vacancy situation as well as, I think, also creating an ownership of downtown. I often, mm-hmm. I often think about that. And um, like I mentioned earlier, our population is very transient, uh, meaning they're here for two or three years. And, you know, it's just a, a temporary space for them to, to stay. But, um, you know, if we truly do want this to be a community and neighborhood you know we do have to look at at the types of housing um you know that is is being developed in downtown and um you know how do we retain you know these people to for it to become their neighborhood their community right. that they have a sense of ownership and i think that's what it comes down to is there really isn't a sense of ownership even at city hall um, you know, when when again, when we're working, you know with a number of departments on various downtown matters, it's not one or two people that we talk to. <laughs> quite often it's it's across various departments that we we have to get assistance and help. And, and I do know other cities that you know they have a dedicated downtown office mm-hmm. um, with dedicated resources that work across a variety of departments across their city hall um, in their municipality to address issues that are coming forward and work very closely with their BIAs. And certainly this is something that, you know, we've been having some discussions with some city staff and some of the, the deputy CAOs around the fact that, you know, if we truly are going to have a concentrated focus on revitalizing downtown, um, we need to have accountability and ownership. And, and who is going to do that at City Hall? So those are discussions that we continue to have. And, um, yeah, we're hopeful that, that um, you know, some things are going to be coming forward. I know the core area strategy is coming forward. Yeah. And um, certainly with that, we're, you know, cautioning city staff that core area, yes, it's been defined, uh, I guess, by Old East Village and Midtown and Downtown. I'm not exactly sure how that all came about, but you know, I I, I caution um, the city around the fact that we're a completely different animal and entity than what Old East is, and yeah. Old East has certain needs and certain.
1: There are some things that are crossover, but yeah. it, it's 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 think, different enough that I think we can parse the two.
0: I think our crossover is our problems, right? And and that's <laughs> I, I think that's fair to that's say. And that's yes. where we have to kind of say, okay, we're beyond core area action plan. Mm-hmm. And and, and we are unique entities, and we have to be in this strategy. We have to have separate, unique plans and strategies for each one of these areas. Um, so that is certainly something that, you know, we're voicing uh, with the city. And, and I'm, I'm having these conversations with counselors um, and, and just saying that we can't just lump us all together and say, OK, what works for downtown is going to work for Old East and vice versa. Right. Um, no, uh, you know, we, we, we do. There are certain elements that, yes, where, where it does make sense. But um, but, yeah, we do have different requirements. I mean, we're trying to attract and figure out what to do with empty office space and commercial
1: space. Well, let me ask you about the big, I don't even want to say elephant in the room, but just everyone sort of knows what the deal is. The core area land and building uh, vacancy reduction strategy was one of the reports that uh, was circulating City Hall, I think it was last month. Uh, Fari Holdings Corporation uh, owns 59% of vacant properties in the downtown core. How, does, what, what is the impact of that? Or what do those conversations look like from your perspective? If if there is one landowner who owns that high a percentage of the vacant properties in the core, is there's a, a conversation to be had there as far as, hey, you've got to start renting up some of your space. That's going to be better for everybody. Or how, 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 do, how do you approach that?
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's always two sides to a story, right? And yep. I think, you know, I think we have to look at, you know, what is the end point here? And right. the end point is... Of course, any uh, property owner wants to fill their space, and the city wants that to happen too. So let's start where the commonalities are, and and try and meet somewhere in the middle. So um, I don't have a complete answer to that, Craig, um, but I do recognize that the city has a London plan, the London yep. plan, the official plan, um, and. They can't do this alone. Nope. Um, they have to work with developers and property owners to to, to yes. make that London plan come to now, fruition. Now, I would
1: argue that the London plan is a bit of a dated document on a couple it of is. different on a couple of it fronts. Is. We were just talking about the migration from office space. That's not recognized. Yeah, I in think there. we have to have a Some whole
0: re look at that.
1: Climate emergency stuff is not mentioned there, and the other the big thing the price of housing. Uh, has re- changed remarkably since that mm-hmm. was written. So I get that that's the plan and that's what's on there now. But we also have to be cognizant, I think, of uh, a lot of stuff has changed since that got written.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I I don't uh, disagree at all with you. It, it, that's right. And I think we really do need to take a hard look at a number of plans that were established, you know, before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of our move forward and, um, you know, Again, I call that a more of a plan than a strategy uh, because that was about transformational projects, you know to help enhance public realm. It really wasn't a comprehensive strategy for downtown. No. Um, it would, some of the projects I, I felt, you know, build it and they will come type of str- type of plan. and I, I, we need more than that for downtown. right We do need a, a focused, where are we all going to go? And, you know, we all need to be rowing in the same direction because that's what I find is, and, and, and the, I think the commonality is we all want the best for downtown. Right. Like we all, so but we say, all have different approaches as so to how to, get, how to there. get
1: there. So when you say we all need to be rowing in the same direction, that I would suspect includes people who own significant percentages of downtown properties.
0: Yes, and I, I think there is definitely a willingness by, okay. by many of those property owners. Um, however as we spoke about earlier, the climate is significantly changed it's di- it's downtown. Yep. And again, this is where all of these things have to come together. It's not like, oh, well, if you fill office vacancies, then our social problems will go away. Or if you fix our social problems, or, you know, vacancies will go away. They all have to work yeah. together. And, and um, you know, we have to find solutions for all of those. And, um, you know, I do know that there have been some opportunities uh, that I've heard of um, that have come. But again, you know, my my approach is is how do we all work together? If there is a significant um, investor looking at downtown, how do do we all work together? City Hall, the BIA, um, you know, London Economic Development, uh, even Western and Fanshawe, bring them together and show them the love, right? Uh, you know, hey, we want you to land here, and we're all working together. Um, and, and again, that's that's the economic development approach that we need, yep. where we're, you know, really, really invested in when we when we hear about a great investment prospect, we all need to be showing them that they have a, a complete ecosystem of support when they come to downtown London.
1: Uh, the overall vacancy rate for commercial office space downtown right now is just a shade under 25%. So there's empty space here. Is there anything to be said for finding ways to turn that? And I know this is easier said than done. I've talked about it before with people who know more about this than I ever will, uh, turning some commercial space into residential space. Would that be the more efficient use of the space?
0: Yeah. Um, Again, I, I talk about balance. Yeah. Um, we can't all go to that side of the ship because it will completely... <laughs> it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll tip, it'll, it'll tip yeah, over. It'll tip over. We've <laughs> seen that happen on the Thames River before. It was a long time ago. It's <laughs> yes, a long, we've long, long time happen. ago. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, certainly I think there are, are, are things that we have actually tried to do in the past year To address some of the vacancy issues, and um, I know last year we worked with London Economic Development. Uh, We worked with Small Business Center, uh, Old East Village, and um, our agencies, Main Street London, and uh, the BIA, uh, LDBA. And um, it was called the Core Area Vacancy Reduction Pilot. Um, It was a a $300,000 grant that we received from the city through the uh, local recovery uh, network and we actually all worked together. Again, it was an all hands on deck approach, where LEDC was helping to build a pipeline of you know potential prospects, business prospects, to fill vacancies downtown. Small Business Center, through some uh, My Main Street funding that they received, um, they were able to hire some you know business uh, development consultants to help to show some of the properties and work with property owners to to showcase some of these properties. Long story short, we ended up landing 54 new businesses last year. And also, uh, um, part of this program, uh, we offered uh, um, incentives. So various incentives, financial incentives, to help cover some startup costs uh, related to them. And we had 18 of those businesses take advantage of some of those grants and incentives. Mm-hmm. So that is a very targeted approach. And those are the things we need to start doing more of and, and having more support in focus on economic development. Because, again, I, I think we have to stop realizing, okay, we can't just continue to wait for the phone to ring for a business to call us and say, hey, I might be interested. Because we get what we get. When, when we take that approach. However, if we know who we're going after, and that still needs to be fully explored. Um, and but certainly, you know, um, you know, we've shared some ideas with with the city and, and others as to, and I spoke of it earlier, you know, what are those assets? And how can we build on that? And, and, um, you know, those are the types of businesses that maybe we should be looking after out and um, trying to attract here. And being intentional on who we want, um, you know, to be in the downtown. If we want a grocery store, then let's go out and talk to all the grocery stores and and make it happen, right? Rather than just... I would just, love there to be a grocery yeah, store. Yeah. I course. mean, that's just so. one example, right? Yep, yep. And, and it is something, if we are going to have, you know, this all the residents and this is going to be a residential community and neighborhood, then we need you know, to have a, a grocery store. Um, so let's go after it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so th- those are, that's just one example, but there are so many others. Um, and, and even working with LEDC and looking at some of their targeted sectors, um, you know, certainly they're in the life science um, sector, and we do have some life science uh, companies downtown with office space. So, you know, how do we find more of those? Um, you know, Digital media and mm-hmm. uh, is a, is another area. So again, how do we work with partners like LEDC um, to showcase some of our spaces downtown? But again, there needs to be um, you know some some support from the city um, as well as other partners uh, for us to be able to really put on the the best show that we can to attract these companies and even residents and even potential uh, talent and workers, yeah. right? Um, so, so all of that all needs to come together.
1: Community improvement plan. Uh, where is that at right now? And, uh, what do you like about it? What do you think needs work?
0: Um, again, I, I you're probably going to hear me say this again. Mm-hmm. It's all about balance. Right. Um, you know, keep in mind when you're looking at a footprint of office space, um, you know the number, the population density of of the number of workers in in an office space versus that using that same square footage of footprint in in residential. It's there is a huge discrepancy. Um, so we have to be aware that um, you know in order for businesses to succeed, we have to look at how do we how do we get that same sort of population density. Um, because we need to have that critical mass of of consumers, you know, in our downtown, um, being able to spend at our our, our merchant stores and and uh, restaurants, so so that is certainly something I'm, I'm very cautious of, and I I try and caution the the city around um, as as well. Um, you know, I think there are CIPs that I think we need to to look at and and maybe. Determine why there isn't as much uptake. Um, you know, do a, a further analysis, and it could be for a variety of reasons. But you know, some of the things that we've heard is you know lack of awareness of some of these you know incentives, um, as well. You know, some are um, loans, like um, you know uh, interest-free loans. Mm-hmm. But however, for a property owner, has to apply for that. And um, with that, there's a lien that goes on the title of that property. So, you know, some property owners consider that unfavorable. So it's just, you know, how do we look at things in a different lens um, rather than just saying, oh, you know, they're either working or they're not working. You know, we've got uptake or not. So, you know what, we have to completely throw the baby out with the bathwater and start all over. Those Those are the things I think we need to stop. Doing (laughs) and really, you know, being more focused on, you know, at the end of the day, what do we want? No. Right? And then go after it, I want a
1: vibrant downtown core where people come here regularly and feel safe whether they live in the core or not. That's what I want. And I know. I do too. Unless Mm -hmm. I've got a magic wand, I'm not making that happen tomorrow Mm -hmm. or even next year or the year after that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got to start, you know, pushing in that direction. I think we are, but there are some forces here that are very difficult when it comes to pushing. So it's uh, it's, it's a tough. Uh, I'm going to use the word that you've been using a tough balance right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of stuff as far that I think the province can be doing as far as social assistance and mental health care and things along those lines. That's not your purview. We're not going to get into that. But I am going to ask you about community hubs that we were talking about with uh with the health and homelessness plan what do you you mentioned you have a seat at the table there which is good what do you want to see come from the health and homelessness donation that 25 million dollars plus and that could get up to 35 million dollars what do you want to see come from that when it comes to the downtown core that'll be the last question i ask before we wrap up here
0: okay well certainly i want to make sure business has a voice at the table. Right. Um, and and that is something that, you know, we're we're uh, firmly um, committed to and, and, and making sure that as they do this public consultation and these engagement sessions, we really do want um, our businesses to also have have their voice. We are actually setting up um, a business um, table uh, where Again, this will be a, a group of business experts that will be working with the strategy and accountability table and other implementation tables to um, basically give advice. You know, perhaps critique or provide uh, you know ideas around how some of these implementation plans might move forward. Um, So this is something that I know our businesses want to get behind. I know, you know, we had a number of businesses involved at the very beginning, back in the fall, and we want to re-engage them. And certainly Old East Village, BIA, and and ourselves, we've been still at the table championing our our business uh, voices. And uh, I know the chamber, you know, is also going to be, you know, helping us in uh, setting up this uh, business uh, roundtable to help provide that business expertise. So, yeah, yeah and again, we do have a – right now we do have a, a concentration of various services in our downtown and in our core, you know, Old East and downtown. And I think, you know, we just would like to make sure that it it isn't as concentrated because I think the more concentrated it becomes, it becomes – you know, a black mark on on the city, yes. right? That that area. Okay. So it's like, how can we integrate um, these hubs into other areas within the city? And, and there's, a, there's a couple of reasons for that. One, you mentioned the the, the concentration. And, and look, I, there's
1: a concentration of people who are dealing with homelessness in the core as it stands right now. And I don't think anyone would dispute that. Uh, and I don't think this is a matter of hey, let's kick everybody out, uh, full NIMBYism style. I don't think anyone no, believes that. No. It's not even possible. Even somebody wanted to do it. It can't be no. done. Uh, however, uh, there are people, and, and you don't have to spend a lot of time in your car to realize, there are people dealing with homelessness in West London. There mm-hmm. are people dealing with homelessness uh, sort in, of in the north, north end of the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there, there are people dealing with homelessness uh, in Old South. So if that's the case why should all the hubs be downtown
0: well and i think it's 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 responsible to make sure it's a, a accessible it's a thing. Yeah, yeah and it's accessible to everyone no matter where they are in the city and um so anyway so so yeah so certainly i think you know it's important um that these various organizations that we're working with uh you know the social and health agencies that we're working with that they're all working together right and and providing 24-7 uh, care for individuals who are vulnerable and at risk. And um, and again, how can we better integrate them into uh, various neighborhoods and communities? Um, and, and I think if they were well integrated within the entire city, um, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know if it would be, um, I, I just think it would be much more productive and a much um, better outcome for the individual uh, who is seeking that treatment and, and seeking that support and help. Yeah, no, I think that's a
1: good way of looking at it. Anything else you want to add, Barb, before we wrap up our conversation here?
0: I think that's it. Well, I think you covered a lot of ground. Yes, we did. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you're here. And I I appreciate you coming in and talking downtown with us, which I always like to do. Uh, It's Barb Malley with uh, Downtown London. joining us here on the Craig Needles podcast, which, of course, can be found at ClassicRock981.com, LondonNewsToday.ca. And wherever it is, you get your podcast. Thank you very much for listening to, downloading, subscribing, and all that fun stuff you do with the Craig Needles podcast.
0: The Craig Needles Podcast is a presentation of the Blackburn Media Podcast Network.